0: What a great show, I'm experiencing such a breakthrough today. We have Father Frank Pavone, who is the Catholic priest, who is, uh, he's controversial. He's out there on the front line. He's in trouble with the Pope now and now, with the Vatican, because he, well, I can imagine he's got, uh, he's been working with pro-life voices for Trump. He's right in the political, right in the pro-life movement, and he's built for this. You're going to love this broadcast. And I talked to him about how we're going to shape and equip our our movement because we're going to seven key battleground territories. You know it's a spiritual warfare, right? 19 key counties in the United States are going to determine the future of America. 3,143 counties. And yet 19 are going to determine the future. We got to go there. We have to go in the spirit, bam, preach the gospel, prophesy, Deal with whatever's in the atmosphere and uh, thousands of people have beat these rallies. I know the left is gonna lose their mind covering it in the media, and I want you there with us, and we need your support because we're taking this battle right to the critical zones where it needs to take place. Physically, we're gonna go there and see thousands of people brought into the kingdom of God. Now, go to Fire and Glory Tours. Is it fireandglorytour.com? Singular, right? FireandGloryTour.com, and uh, I'm looking to maybe change the theme for this next year because the Lord is saying be strong and courageous, and I'm thinking of talking about a courage tour, but right now, you can help us. Stand with us. FireandGloryTour.com. We need partners who are going to save America in the most practical, powerful way possible, mobilizing a populist movement and revival. What a combination. FireandGloryTour.com. Let's get into this, uh, this wild interview with Father Frank Pavone. You're going to love it. Well, welcome to the Lance Wallnau Show. Today, we have a very special focus. You know, uh, we're coming out of what happened in Iowa with the, uh, the caucus out there. And I think it's kind of exciting to see how Donald Trump has been able to, uh, in a sense, shock everybody with the, the realization that, wait a second, you mean uh, his uh, 70 indictments and 700 years of in threatened imprisonment? All this is not having the desired effect. It's like the, the media meltdown is is worthy of looking at in itself. And part of the battle uh, that's going to unfold this year is going to be in the area of life versus choice, the, the Roe v. Wade victory that we had. Uh, I, I remember hearing... Uh, Donald Trump and some other people that are more experienced political people saying, oh, you know, that isn't exactly what you think it is, because while we were spiking the football with a sense of victory and getting the right judges up there, I realized pretty quickly that there's 20 ballot initiatives coming out. The left is using the uh, life issue the way that they do everything else by misrepresenting the truth, and the people do not have an ear. Let's put it this way, people are dangerously susceptible to propaganda. If we don't articulate more clearly, more powerfully, more capably what the truth is, then a lie can cause the mob mentality to spread. And they they plan on using the issue of life and abortion to their advantage in order to shut down states from the option of pursuing a pro-life agenda. So there's an expert I'm bringing on, Father Pavone, Frank Pavone. I've I've known about him. I've wanted to get together with him. Catholic priest with a full-time ministry fighting abortion, National Director of Priests for Life, President of the National Pro-Life Religious Council, National Pastoral Director of Rachel's Vineyard and the Silent No More Awareness. Um, I mean, it's quite a, uh, I think right now he's still working uh, with the Vatican, I believe, as a special uh, messenger. And we'll find out a little bit more about what it is that uh, is on his heart. I want to get him on right now to just share with us. Father, welcome to the Lance Well Now Show. We hopefully will have hundreds of thousands of new people getting to discover who you are. Um, well, praise the Lord, uh, Lance. Thank you for uh, having me on. Good to see you. Good to see you. So you hear what I'm saying as I'm introducing this, and I suppose we can start at any point in the conversation. But I want to I want to really jump into the middle of it, and that is, um, are you surprised that the left is uh, capitalizing on this uh, Supreme Court decision in a way that is actually uh, re- taking ground for them? And, and what, what is your observation on that? And what do you think needs to happen? Well, Lance, you know, uh, yeah, uh, you know, they
1: are acting in style the way they always have. They lie and they distort. Roe v. Wade was built on lies. Uh, I knew the Jane Roe of Roe v. Wade. I was one of the, her spiritual guides, uh, and, and she found new life in Christ. And she said, hey, this whole decision was based on lies. And they're doing it again. They lie about what it is that they're saying to the public. You know, the left, like you pointed out, the left, the Democrats, the pro-abortion groups, they want to use abortion now to try to win the 2024 elections. And you know what I say to them? I say, be my guest. Bring the abortion issue front and center, but be honest about it. You see, when they bring abortion front and center, they talk about everything except abortion. They make these ballot initiatives about, oh, you're not going to get medical emergency medical treatment, or shouldn't women have uh, equal health care, and all of that. And we can talk about that separately. We believe in those things. But the point is, they won't talk about abortion. They won't talk about the very thing that they are pretending is so good and has to be preserved. When you and I and when the pro-life groups and 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 when solid pro-life candidates in the political arena come forward and talk about abortion, we actually talk about abortion. And what it is 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 not a matter of opinion, it's a matter of fact, and it's dismemberment of a child. So I always say to the other side, why don't you describe what you defend? Just just be honest, describe what you defend, and then we can start with an honest debate about abortion. Otherwise, Lance, what the other side is doing, it's a pretend debate about abortion. We're talking past each other. They don't want to engage the reality of it.
0: This is very helpful, I mean, because I think I represent a large number of the rank and file out there. As a Christian, uh, sometimes I cannot give the argument for what is a moral, ob- uh, conspicuous moral choice for me. that I, You don't think about well, what's the danger of pornography? What's the danger of, of, a, of a woman's right to choose, or whether it's five months or 15 mo- uh, weeks? Or, and, and, you, and because uh, we, don't, we don't need the rationalization because it's an, a moral clarity for right. us, it's, it's difficult to frame it as a persuasion because we're already persuaded, and we're persuaded almost because the Spirit of God does a work that causes yeah. you to value life and affirm it but listen, man. We're dealing in a day when you know the transgender issue is happening with children, and and the arguments that are being brought are are so bamboozling to a culture that doesn't have moral clarity and the benefit of a church perspective that we mm-hmm. have to become uh, almost ambassadors and um, and what what's the word I'm looking for? We have to become apologists for our belief system and witnesses uh,
1: to the truth. You you know, Lance, I'm glad you brought up the transgender because, uh, you know, one of the things I've been saying lately in my pro-life talks is, look, we're at a a time when we can't even say a man is a man or a woman is a woman. Why is that? Maybe it's because for 50 years we've been saying a baby's not a baby. We, we, We started the lie 50 years ago with Roe v. Wade. Oh, it's not a baby. Of course it's a baby. The science tells us that. The DNA tells us that. There's just as much evidence that that's a baby in the womb as that you and I are human. And yet, what do we find now? Oh, it's not a baby, Oh no, a man is not a man, Oh no, a woman is not a woman. It's all up to our choice. and what is this at its root? It's a rejection of God Almighty who has written his truth not only in our hearts but in our in our in our in our bodies. He's written his truth in all creation, and this is an arrogant rejection of that truth. It cuts across the board over many, many issues. And uh, and that's why we're continuing to deal with this
0: devastation of abortion. You have uh, four books you've written on this subject. Am I reading that correctly? Yeah. Uh, is there any one you would recommend to people that are impacted by it right now, going, hey, this guy's making sense. I, I wish I heard met him before. Where would you start with what you've written?
1: I would start, Lance, with, because uh, I know our, our, our audience is uh, a, a, lot, a, a lot of believers, disciples yeah. of Jesus Christ. I have a book called Proclaiming the Message of Life. Uh, And that's the website for it as as well. And Proclaiming the Message of Life takes the Scripture readings that we hear every uh, Sunday or that the pastor might choose or in some denominations the readings are already chosen. In any case, it takes those readings for the course of the whole year And it shows how every page of Scripture is about life. Every page of Scripture is about God's gift of life, God's dominion over life, and the fact that when we accept life and when we defend life, that's where we find our true freedom and fulfillment. So proclaiming the message of life, uh, and I I think our audience will love it.
0: I know. We have limited time, but you've you've opened up something here with the the Jane Roe of Roe v. Wade. You knew her, and this is... This is. A, I should start with that. What in the world are you talking about? So, so enlighten us. We know Roe v. Wade. We all quote it. What What is your journey here? How, how did you get involved?
1: She was a, a woman by the name of Norma McCorvey. She lived in Dallas, Texas. And, uh, you know, she started to, the, the way she connected with me is she started to uh, work at an abortion facility in Dallas. And it just so happened that a pro-life group was in the office right next door. They literally shared a wall. My friends there in that pro-life group shared Jesus Christ with Norma, and long story short, she accepted him and his his forgiveness uh, for her sins. She recognized that she had been wrong, and she really never was an avid uh, supporter of abortion anyway. She needed help with her pregnancy, third pregnancy. She didn't know what to do. The lawyers actually manipulated her and used her to get this case rolling that eventually became Roe v. Wade. Um, But it's not like she was like an abortion extremist. Uh, She was more used than anything else. So when she heard the truth of the gospel, she accepted it. So that's when those folks at that pro-life group introduced her to me, and uh, and she and I just interacted over the years, and she started asking me all kinds of questions about the Lord and about the journey, uh, a journey with with the Holy Spirit. And 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 it just, she became an advocate for pro life for the rest of her life, up until uh, <laughs> uh, up until she she passed away back in twenty seventeen.
0: This is such a weird story. I mean, I thought we had a Madeline Murray O'Hara type person who was crusading for the right the right to uh, you know an abortion. This is shocking. Uh, the lawyers manipulated her into. Yeah. Uh, That's so weird. I mean, I mean, just I, I know we got other things to talk about. But how did they do that? I mean, she's she was probably just not going to challenge them. They just wanted to, you know, sit her down and say, "Don't say anything. We're just representing you." Is that yeah. how that well, happened? well, she
1: thought she thought they were going to help her. Uh, do something about her her pregnancy uh, take care of the child or or they ex- they said to you know you should really get an abortion but abortion's illegal so we have to try to change that she didn't even know what the word abortion meant so so they told her and she said well if you can help me help me but 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 she thought she was they were going to help her during her pregnancy well obviously you know you introduce a case it goes up to the Supreme Court, it's going to be years. Uh, and it was years. And Norma never entered a courtroom, and she never gave testimony. In fact, the Roe v. Wade case, many people who are familiar with court proceedings might not realize there's no record to the case, and there was no appellate review. It went from the district court right to the Supreme Court. It skipped the whole normal process that cases have to go through. And that's why, that's why they got away with such a a, a, an embarrassingly weak set of arguments in that Roe v. Wade case. Anybody who reads through them who has any knowledge of science, history, uh, uh, medicine, or law is going to be embarrassed with how weak the Roe v. Wade case actually was. That's because they they, they had no basis for it. But Norma, was she didn't even know what was going on. Hmm.
0: Okay, two questions I have that are really, really pressing on me now. What needs to happen, in your opinion, in terms of mobilizing during this election year in in a way that can practically help. Well, we've got thousands of people to watch this. Who knows? Maybe hundred thousand. And yeah. they, they, what I've noticed is the grassroots this year is going to be involved in a in a, in a unique way. You have yes. some things going on that are this week that I want you yes. to talk about. What are the practical steps believers can take?
1: Yes. Well, first of all, obviously the basic election things we've got to register voters. We've got to register pro-life voters. We've got to register voters at the various events that we're going to have uh, and be attentive throughout the year at opportunities to do that. Uh, Lance, you started but mentioning President Trump. I'm a I'm a very strong Trump supporter myself. And, and I mean, he is the greatest pro-life president we've ever had. He will do it again. He'll continue to be the greatest pro-life president. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have to get the right kind of people in office. Now, what this means is, you know, how do we counteract the other side, it starts with what I was saying before. People, whether you're talking to a candidate, whether you're talking to anybody who disagrees with you on abortion, ask them to describe what they defend, because you show the extremism of the other side, and you show the compassion of our side. Uh, and those, I think, are the two strongest arguments that are going to help us hmm. win in the political arena to get some pro-life candidates into into office.
0: All right. So you come back to that again, which is uh, to, to not let them skirt around the issue of yeah. uh, describe to us what the procedure is that you, right. you believe and not, not, the, the not, not Not the when it happens, but uh, right. what happens. But what happens, right. And, and they don't have to quote, we're not asking them to quote the scriptures or any pro-life
1: books. Quote the medical textbooks on how abortions are done. And, and, and that's where you'll find the reality of what an abortion is. They won't do that. They won't do that. Now, we provide, Lance, all kinds of, of education and people uh, how to do this. We've got entire projects based around this concept. We have training, voter uh, education training pro is where people could sign up for some of this training. And we'll show them how to make these arguments. We'll show them how to talk with their friends and neighbors. We'll show them how to register voters. We'll show them how to, how to advance the pro-life cause, both in the elections and also in their daily lives. pro
0: Now, I would assume that uh, if we have the apps, and we do have them, that we should be able to find uh, the low-propensity conservative voters who we could go target in our neighborhoods. And uh, I'm yep. going to be pushing our people to more and more do that. You don't have to go out into the dangerous, you know, uh, inner city. You just got to go a couple of blocks around your house and go say hi to neighbors you don't know who are already maybe Republican conservatives but didn't necessarily vote. And, yeah. uh, and you'll, help, you'll help them do that. What's happening this week in Washington? Okay. And, and tell me what's going on. I'm, I'm hearing a buzz out there. And your oh, name comes up it, with it. It's going to be big. We have, the, the few, in the next
1: few days, the two largest pro-life events that occur every year in America. Um, and, and, and the first one, we're going to get the engine started on Thursday in Washington, D.C. We're going to have a big protest at the Planned Parenthood facility in Washington on Thursday morning. Uh, and then we're going to go to the White House and we're going to challenge the president to look at what an abortion is. Then on Friday morning, Friday's the day of the March for Life in Washington, D.C. And by the way, people can get all this info I'm talking about now and these details of these events at ProLifeMarch.org. And uh, Friday morning, I'm going to lead the National Prayer Service. Now, at that prayer service, which is going to be held in Constitution Hall in Washington, we're going to have Mark Houck. Now, Lance, you may recognize Mark Houck's name. You know, he was the guy whose home was raided by the FBI, and and he was a peaceful pro-life activist, but the Biden administration tried to intimidate him. He's not going to be intimidated, and neither are we. So we're going to rally around Mark. People are going to have a chance to meet him if they come to this prayer service. And then you also know there's this Catholic bishop uh, that was removed from his position, Bishop Joseph Strickland, uh, recently, uh, again, for, 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 for just speaking as mind in the political ar- arena about pro-life. And we're going to honor him, too. And so we're going to have a great prayer service, interdenominational service. We're going to proclaim the gospel, and then we're going to march. Uh, we march on Friday. at We have a noontime rally. Uh, and then at the end of that rally, we have a gathering in front of the steps of the Supreme Court. This is so beautiful. It's another one of our big campaigns called Silent No More, where those who've actually experienced abortion are going to share their stories. But Lance, what comes out in this? is that Jesus Christ redeemed them. What comes out of this is that we say, we who reject abortion do not reject those who have abortions. We want to proclaim to them the mercy of God. We want want them to take the hand of the Savior and get up out of their darkness and shame and guilt. These people have done that, and they're going to share this with the public right in front of that Supreme Court. The next morning, we're going to do the same thing in San Francisco at the second largest pro-life event, the Walk for Life, we're going to do it, and and uh, the Civic Center Plaza in San Francisco. Again, we're going to have these people that have had abortions. They found a the forgiveness of Jesus. They're going to they're going to speak, and then we're going to walk through the streets of San Francisco. Tens of thousands of pro life people uh, uh, giving witness out there as well to the Lord of
0: Life. I love this. This is, this is beautiful. So, and you're you're really out there uh, in, in this. I mean, even with the the Texas Bishop that. That uh, that was on Glenn Beck recently. That's that's I was listening to him after he was yeah. dis- he was disciplined for yeah. I think going out to uh, California to Our Ladies of Perpetual Indulgence, the, the drag queen thing that the Dodgers had. Right. I mean, you know, uh, how many Catholic priests do you think are like you and like that bishop? Are you guys? Are, are is there more of you that we know of, or or would you say that you're really in a very radical minority?
1: Well, you know, I'll say I'll say it this way. There are many of us, but too many are silent. And and the reason they're silent is not that they don't feel like they should speak out. They have been intimidated literally. And I mean, I I myself have been punished by uh, Pope Francis for just, you know, being too much out there with abortion and pro-life and, 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 and applying it in the political arena and say, well, wait a minute, isn't this what the church is supposed to be doing? <laughs> so uh, it's like, uh, there are a lot of us, but there are some of us like Bishop Strickland, like myself and like, uh, oh, but there are, uh, unfortunately, probably just, a, you know, a dozen or so others that we could say, okay, these guys are rising above the, the intimidation. But, um, you know, some of us say, listen, I'm going to speak out nevertheless, because not that I don't respect authority. I respect authority too much to let it be abused. You know, God wants us to speak. And I'm not going to answer at the judgment for the, the, the courage or lack of courage that he gave somebody else. I have to answer at the judgment for the courage and the insight he gave me. So it, 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 there's, there's a, I think there's a, there's a movement bubbling up just beneath the surface right now that is yearning for a, a, a just bursting forth and saying, because we've got the same thing going on in the church as we have in the political arena. This the cancel culture. It's the, it's the weaponization of government. There's the weaponization of government. There's the weaponization of church government. And it's time to stand up. It's time to come against this. It's time for a new movement. And that's why we're gathering at that prayer service Friday morning. And we're going to say, listen, our voices are not going to be silenced anymore. That's the theme of that prayer service.
0: Powerful, and, and it is timely. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, we're going to have these rallies I'm looking at in various states this year, swing right. states, and we'll have four to five 6,000 people there. Uh, I might be getting back in touch with you on this because I think the states need to know how to handle the PR, a blitz that is happening where they're trying to make us look like the handmaid's tale, the intolerant women yep. losing the autonomy and the right over their body. But I do think a few of those testimonies, a few moments with someone like you, I think can radically shape and alter the conversation for those people so that they'll know what they have to say. Uh, uh, Real quick, we only got a few minutes left. Give me your perspective on the, the FBI. Is it true that the FBI was actually monitoring pro-life Catholic uh, dioceses in, in search of radical extremism. What's the deal on that? Is that a fact? You know, actually, it is a fact, but, but I'm glad you bring that up because
1: our group, Priest for Life, has launched a FOIA request. So Freedom of Information Act request has been submitted to the FBI, the DOJ, and we're waiting now for a response. If they don't respond to us adequately with more information about the point you just made, are they spying on these churches? Are they using clergy to 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 to, to uh, intimidate uh, our fellow citizens? If they don't give us an adequate response, we're going to launch a, a full-blown lawsuit. Uh, it is happening. We know that from documents that Congress has already obtained. First, they said it was just happening in Richmond, Virginia. Then they found out, oh no, we're sorry, there were a few other places too, you know. And the FBI apparently found uh, um, some church officials that were cooperating with them. It says you spy on people in your, you know. And they 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 said Lance that it was like, oh, the traditional Catholics that go to the Latin mass. I don't think the FBI is concerned about the nuances of Catholic doctrine or liturgy. You know what I think it is? The pattern is that people who tend to to, to be in that more traditional role are the very same ones that are more active in the political arena. They'll challenge Joe Biden. They'll challenge the Democrats. They'll say, we got to vote our values. That is what the left and the Biden administration are afraid of, and rightly so, because if those people rise up, and do what their faith requires them to do in the voting booth, the Democrat agenda is finished. Are you still involved with the pro-life voices for Trump? Or how's that... I was co-chair of Pro-Life Voices for Trump in the 2020 campaign, and I am working together with the current campaign to be of whatever help they want me to be in the pro-life arena. So we're in, com- in full contact. We provide information. We provide strategy suggestions. Uh, and yes, I will be very, very active in, uh, in, uh, in the effort to, to bring our greatest pro-life president uh, back into the White House.
0: What do you think could be done, Father? What do you think could be done? Let's let's just assume for a second, we only got two minutes left here, if Trump is able to do the Hail Mary thing and get into the White House, um, what do you believe is possible? Well, first
1: of all, he's going to be able to, by executive action, immediately reinstate a number of policies that are very helpful, such as insisting that money not go to Planned Parenthood Parenthood, Parenthood—I mean, obviously, Congress has to defund Planned Parenthood, but the president has certain things under his jurisdiction, like Title X, can deprive Planned Parenthood of a lot of money right away. Uh, the second thing he can do, of course, is to um, uh, stop the funding on the international level, and then it's going to be a matter of working with Congress. We don't know what kind of Congress is going to be elected, but any kind of pro-life legislation that they are willing to pass— I'm confident he's going to sign, and then, of course, obviously, he'll continue to put uh, good, strong uh, judges on the bench up and down the the court system, and they're going to help the pro-life cause as well.
0: Are you getting cooperation and buy-in and support from evangelicals and charismatics and independent Christians on a big scale? I mean, I think we passed the uh, era where there was uh, disunity between—it's weird, though, because— it's it's the liberal Catholics I'm finding out that are a lot of the organizations that are working with the open borders. It's freaking yeah. me out. I'm thinking what in the world? It's, it's like two different it's churches. Insane. It's insane.
1: It's insane. You know, I saw that post the other day of the, the mom bringing her baby underneath the barbed wire and I said to these open borders religious people I said, "Do you think that's helping these people? Putting them in a situation like that?" No, it's 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 beautiful collaboration. In fact, again, going to Friday morning's prayer service that I hope some of our friends can can join us uh, with if they go to prolifemarch.org they see the details. It's a it's I I I am am, am just surrounded at that service with our evangelical brothers and sisters, pastors. I've known a lot of the, worked with a lot of the key people over the years, whether it's James Dobson or, uh, uh, of course, I knew Jerry Falwell and D. James Kennedy. And and, and and I've been privileged to work side by side with so many of these uh, great uh, uh, servants of the Lord. And it's stronger today than ever. The unit, the you know, the unity, the divisions in Christianity are horizontal now. They're not vertical used to be more vertical, Baptists over here, Catholics, uh, you know, whatever. Now it's horizontal. I'll have more in common with you than I have with, a, with another Catholic priest who doesn't seem to believe that the word of That's God really applies. That's nice, great.
0: You know? I could do that on a whiteboard. I got the picture. You just said it right there. All right. How do people get in touch with you? Uh, you I know you've got your website, you know, ProLifeMarch.org, but how about you? They want to get a hold of you and invite you on and, and get involved. What do they do? Okay, so on social media, my address is at
1: frfrankpavone. That's frfrankpavone. And then on that website, they'll find our our emails and our mailing address uh, over there at Priests for Life. But connect with me on social media at frfrankpavone. Check out our our main website is
0: endabortion.us, endabortion.us. I love it, man, and we love you. You're going to be back on our show again, I can promise you. And if people want to... They can contribute financially and help support the work you're doing. I fully encourage our people to do that. That's that's going to be money well spent. Thank you, Father, for joining us today. Time flew right by, and we'll have you back again and talk about what's happening on the front lines. Our people need to be equipped, and I think we're going to need to have answers for for what we're going to be running into this year in 2024. God bless you, Father. Important year. God bless you, Lance. All right, now for the rest of you that are all uh, hanging in there with me, uh, this, this is really, to me, uh, such an enjoyable kind of discovery to see that there are informed, articulate, passionate, clear-headed Catholic priests that are part of this uh, armada that God is raising up. And I, I can't uh, stress uh, the, the importance of being able to be in unity this year, because the division is going to be the strategy of the enemy. And uh, we have to come up with a way of dealing with that, that uh, the criticisms that are going to be coming against us by misrepresentation are the ones that I think are the easiest to deal with, because I believe the lies can be dispelled with truth. And, um, And I'm looking forward to the fight this year, and I trust that you are too. And so listen, for those of you that are, are, are with us now, uh, let me encourage you to you partner with the work that we're gonna be doing in these rallies. Uh, go to LanceWallon.com forward slash partner, and you'll see there how you could join us in working with us and being part of the contributors because we're gonna be really uh, carrying a tremendous responsibility this year, going into the harvest, going to where the battle is the strongest, and, uh, and I believe going in with a greater anointing than ever before. We'll see you again tomorrow on our next program. God bless you. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to
1: share it with your friends because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.